Welcome back, y'all. I am Dr. Samari M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling, we're a licensed mental health agency located downtown Greensboro. I'm an author of close to 60 books. I am an entrepreneur and I am a faith-based uh, therapist. That means I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. I just love me some Jesus, okay? So <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about um, something that's more related to your kingdom assignment and something that I don't hear people really talk a lot about, and that is called um, placement. Proper placement is the uh, title for today. And I know people don't really, you know, like I said, we don't really invest a lot of time in proper placement, but it is so important as it relates to your kingdom assignment, your relationships, your organization, leadership, things of that nature. And um, uh, your success or failure is dependent upon having proper placement or having been properly placed, being bloomed where God has placed you. Um, um, the Lord spoke to me a couple of weeks ago and he said, you're going to bloom where you're planted. So that means I'm not going to move anywhere because I have a uh, a very adventurous spirit. So parts of me will say, I'll move to such and such and live there. I want to travel overseas. I want to live in another you know, country. And God said, no, you're going to bloom where you're planted. I said, I said, okay, Lord, uh, my pastor back in um, uh, Maryland, for those who don't know, I'm originally from Maryland. He said that when God is getting ready to elevate your life, he will send you somebody. He said, but the enemy wants to distract your life. He will send you somebody. Can, can the church say amen on that? And so properly placing people in your life is going to be very important. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to dismantle this lie that tells us I need to marry my assignment. The devil is a lie. We don't marry assignments, okay? Uh, so let's get started here. Y'all know I'm real cute and real sweet, but I don't put no punches, okay? <laughs> so, hey, it is what it is. All right, so let's talk about placement and why this is important. Uh, to your kingdom assignment and your success. Remember, placement uh, meanings putting something in a particular place. Okay, that's why we call it placement. Okay, we're gonna make it simple. We're gonna go up from there. Putting something in a particular place. Now, as far as your organization, as far as your individual personhood, your relationships, uh, placement is also dependent upon, um, particularly from an organizational standpoint, from a business standpoint, the need the talent, your skill, and your ability, okay? So you should be placed upon, you should be placed in certain areas, things should be placed in your life, okay? Even as, as it relates to your assignment, based upon the need, the, your talent, your skill, your ability, and your previous resume, that's your zeal, your previous resume, what you have accomplished up until this point that qualifies you for the position. We are in 2022, and we are looking at spiritual resumes and physical ones, okay? Uh, and I want to give you this caveat, because I've heard people say, you just got to get, get in where there's a need, and that's fine. I want to talk to you about from an organizational standpoint, kind of what that looks like and how you want to be strategic about your growth and the different types of needs that we may have. However, um, you cannot place people solely based upon need. Let me give you an example of that's going to make it real simple. Let's say, for example, you go to a restaurant, right? The restaurant is crowded. People are slow getting their food. All right. Um, the owner or the or the uh, maitre d or whoever the the uh, wait staff is saying, hey, um, we are short staff on cooks in the back. Give us some time. You may have to wait a little bit longer because we're short staff. We have a need for cooks in the back. Now you you know goodness well you burn water, <laughs> you burn water. You don't you 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 know you and you microwave stuff because you can't cook. Now there is a need in that restaurant. You understand what I'm saying for cooks. You cannot say, well, let me volunteer my services purely based upon the fact that there is a need. Uh, okay, you know, does that make sense? Uh, because you would you messed up something, you probably would have burnt the kitchen down and no one wants to eat your food. The point I make with all that is we cannot make rational decisions purely based upon what I need. 
Okay, what is your talent, your skill, your ability, and your previous resume, all right? So proper placement of people in your life is vitally important to the success and the principle, and, and it governs the principles of your kingdom assignment, okay? Now, as far as your individual personhood, again, you're going to see me interchange between organizational stuff and your individual personhood because I'm the therapist, and I also do a lot of, you know, other stuff, okay? <laughs> so your inner circle people and your outer, outer circle people. All right, inner circle people versus outer circle people. And I'm going to explain that. Go with me. It's going to make sense in a minute. Inner circle people have people have access to your heart. Everyone does not have access to you. There's something they should not have access to you. Uh, and, and a lot of times, this is why people end up coming to therapy, okay? And you end up spending a lot of money that you probably would have not had to spend. You probably end up wasting years and you end up getting distracted because you let people that were really supposed to be on the outside in, okay? Uh, and so that's a problem. I wrote a book so many years ago and I talked about, uh, again, some of my experiences, uh, burnout and, and comp compassion for fatigue. fatigue. Uh, and I talked about this and I gave a diagram of just basically circles and who are your inner circle people, people that have access to your heart muscles, who are your outer circle people, who are the people on the all the way on the outside. Okay. And I want to talk to you about how Jesus had inner circle people versus outer circle people. He had to have that. How much, how many of us know that we should have proper placement of people in our lives you cannot bring someone that's really supposed to be on the outer outer circle into your inner inner circle because they don't have capacity they don't have capacity and you end up being burnt okay so it's vitally important to the success of your organization so if you're running a business you're running an entrepreneur business you need to have people properly placed okay and i'm going to teach you some principles regarding that just give me a minute proper placement is key all right. So wrong placement can contribute to the uh, can wrong placement, even within organizations, even within your personhood can contribute to your success or your failure. OK, it can contribute significantly to your success or your failure, your personhood. When you look back over your life and where your life took a turn for the worse or where you got overly stressed out or overwhelmed or where you did not meet your goals, you may have to take inventory and say, who are the people that I let in my life? that had my ear. If you look at your organization, who were the people that were placed in places they just shouldn't have, they should not have been. There was an old saying that goes, whether you believe it or not, I heard a client tell me people don't leave organizations, they leave leadership. They leave leaders, okay? Oftentimes, if you have an organization where you have a strong support from your leaders and you have good workers who are supportive of their leaders who are actually leaders, not just people putting in position, the, the organization grows. However, if you have an organization and the leaders are crap and they just do their own thing and they don't have the, the they don't have the, um, the back or the support of, or the, or the employees don't feel supported, it's the, the it's this, it's pure chaos. So there is a huge difference. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it can get, contributes to the success or failure of your personhood and your organization. So no, you don't get to be, uh, you don't get in where you fit in. Okay, I'm gonna give you scripture everything I say. If you don't agree with, just hang with me. <laughs> you know, I already care, but I'm just telling you, I got scripture to back it up. So no, you don't get in where you, where it's needed at all times. Okay, remember the analogy that I did of the of the um, of the restaurant, right? You just don't get anywhere you have a lot of zeal for. Okay, you know, <laughs> uh, and again, I'm, I'm gonna make my 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 place uh, my my statement plain. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it plain here in a minute. Okay. Um, so if you look at a Deuteronomy and I was looking up scriptures, I found a myriad of scriptures. Whenever God did something as it relates to building something, okay, building people, uh, building the ark, building whatever that they needed to build, building uh, uh, Solomon, building the temple, 
they didn't just put anybody in there. You will, you can see throughout time or throughout the scripture, which is skilled workers, skilled workers, skilled workers, skilled workers. And I, I, I was looking it up because I do prepare for these things. I don't just go off the cuff. Even though I know this stuff, I like to give you some type of formula here. I found so many scriptures where it said skilled, skilled, skilled. I decided not even added a whole bunch of scriptures and, and adding a whole bunch of examples because there was so much. So let me just go over just a few, just briefly a few. It's briefly a few, and I just hit a button. Hold on, briefly a few. I just hit something, messed my whole. Okay, so uh, Exodus twenty-eight three. Just type in the word "skill." New Living Translation Bible Gateway is the uh, is the is the website. Instruct all skilled craftsmen, okay, who have been filled with the spirit of wisdom, had to make garments for Aaron. Who who was the instructions to instruct skilled craftsmen? Okay, Exodus thirty twenty-five. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients together and making holy oil. So in order to make holy oil, you had to be skilled in incense making. Then, okay, let's keep going. Exodus 31, 5, it says, and he, he is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and carving wood. He is a master at every craft. That was, that's, that's the Old Testament, okay? Uh, Exodus 35, 25. But again, I can keep going on. I'm not going to read all these scriptures here. I'm just giving you context here. Uh, he is skilled in engraving and mounting carving uh, gemstones in a carving wood. Okay, same thing. Uh, exact uh let's keep going here um they want one or two more here uh let's see here uh, exodus 36 8 building the temple the skilled craftsmen made certain kinds of woven linen for the tabernacle and they uh basically decorated but again who were the people that made these uh made these curtains that were finally woven skilled craftsmen okay um and the last one from this one uh, that I'm looking at, I'm looking at my iPad, y'all. I know you can't see it. Um, it says, uh, uh, Second Chronicles 2, 7, send me a master craftsman who can work with gold, silver, bronze, and, and iron, as well as purple, scarlet, and blue cloth. He must be a skilled engraver who can work with the craftsmen of Judah. Again, uh, uh, examples upon examples. I, that's just me doing a basic search. Examples, and that's Old Testament. And believe it or not, even the New Testament, I have people say, well, the grace of God just gives me what, no, no, no. If you look at even the disciples, believe it or not, even though they had secular uh, careers, there's a chart that I used when I did one of my dissertations where I broke down, where I found, where I broke down how even, he, even the people that had hung around Jesus, there was a reason why he used certain people because and they were properly placed based upon their personality, based upon their background, based upon their skill. So it's really important that proper placement is not just, it is, it is, it is when it comes to building something, your business, your craft, your organization, your ministry, your whatever it is that you're building, when you get to that place where you're going to have to connect with people or you're going to have to grow, you can't just have this mentality of getting where you fit in. What is your skill? What qualifies you? I had a gentleman that wanted to uh, work with me, end up he wanted to try to date me, but I, you know, I wasn't interested, okay? And he wanted to date me, but there was really nothing about him that would attract him to me. I'm, I'm not, if he ever reads this, he don't watch my stuff, so it's cool. But if he ever does, uh, and there's nothing about him that remotely I thought could contribute to my life in any way. Cause you know, I'd be, you know, I'm on 10. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, 10, 10. That's how I wrote all these books and do all this stuff. I'm on like, bam here and uh and he kept saying he was upset with me because i was just i was like uh, i'm not really interested 
and he was huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm a nice, that's what you have to, I'm a, but I'm a nice person. I'm a nice person. Okay, well, that's that's nice. What does you being have a nice person mean that, well, first of all, you ask for a business meeting, okay? So you being a nice person uh, does not qualify you to get access to my life or my business. That's that's nice to be nice. I mean, congratulations. I mean, do you want a, I mean, you want a trophy? I mean, that's great. Being nice means nothing to me like nothing you don't i mean the, i ain't gonna tell y'all the man had no, <laughs> the man had no job he was like homeless come on sir but i'm a nice person you just supposed to get access to people because you're nice you better have a skill talent or, or ability <laughs> a man's gifts makes room you understand what i'm saying all right let's keep it moving i didn't told y'all a little bit more than i was supposed to but we'll keep it moving so in the scripture whatever where there whenever again i know i'm repeating myself y'all know i get ahead of my notes but whenever god is going to build something you have to have proper skilled placement. now what i'm going to do is going to give you some principles. I'm going to give you 10 questions to ask. And then for those who I may give you some measurement tools as to how to identify someone's skill uh, or placement from an organizational standpoint. Okay. So proper placement is a must. So let me give you uh, three principles and then we'll give you the questions to ask. Watch this. Proper placement means this appropriate estimation of someone's skill to determine where they belong. Okay, give me a minute, we gonna keep it moving, right? So skill, it simply means what you're good at. It means what is your expertise and what is your experience? What is your previous resume? What qualifies you, okay? That's what that means, what qualifies you, right? We live in a day where our social media, so on social media, people can do anything. I find it so just irritating, in my opinion. I know some of y'all not going to like me, but people want to be therapists unofficially, right? They don't want to go to school for go to therapy, but you want to create courses, teach counseling strategies and techniques, teach people how to grieve, trauma, loss, suicidal thoughts, and literally have no experience or expertise in that area. I have a problem with that. Literally someone reached out to me and I don't care if the person's offended. Be offended, okay? Says, hey, I want to I use your books for my, my certification program. Now I have my own certification program, but if you want to use my stuff, that's on you, All right? Puts on their flyer. Mind you, I'm a for real actual licensed therapist. I always tell people that not a, I don't get a certificate. I didn't get a certificate in six weeks. I'm not a coach. I'm a for real licensed LC, licensed clinician. Okay. That's, that's, those are my credentials. Puts on their flyer. You can get certified and treat people with the diagnosal mental health condition in six weeks. I know, I know you lied. I know you lied, honey. Come on now. You're not skilled. You're not trained and you're not an expert. There's a reason why people get master's degrees and go on a clinical supervision every year. My license is not um, uh, terminal. That means it's not eternal is what I mean. I had to renew it every two years. I had to get 40 education units. That's after I got my master's degree. I've been licensed for a long time. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you how long it's been because I don't wanna tell you how old I am. <laughs> if you read so, if you listen to some of my teachings, you'll figure it out. 
Uh, but that's my license right right there. That's a copy of it, okay? It's a copy. I don't have to put the original one. I just keep a copy of it. So we live in a world of social media. Like people literally have no talent, no skill, no ability. And you want to train people to do what? Because reading a book and, and practical application uh, and practical application are two different things. That's why you can't just have a, a, a degree. I heard of people getting degrees in Christian counseling and then they start teaching it. Like, but you don't have any experience. How can you teach what you have never applied? It just doesn't, anyway, let me not go on that rant. The point I make with all that is success or failure is dependent upon not just what you've been educated in, it is your previous resume, what qualifies you to teach that class. And if you are not a mental health clinician, I don't care, cause you could, you could listen, there's different, many, many different types of counseling strategies. If you don't, if you're not an actual clinician, an actual factual clinician, then you don't teach a training course on how to deal with people who have suicidal ideations. There's someone right now who did it. And that was like, and the stuff was off, saying all stuff. Like, I'm like, are you serious? If you're a real clinician and you saw that, you know you can't use none of that stuff. You need to mess around and lose your license. Don't even do that, girl. Don't even do that. But the point is, <laughs> proper placement is key. And I've learned this uh, probably the hard way in my personal life, <laughs> not so much in my professional life, is that people talk a good game. They talk a good game, but you cannot put nothing on talkers. What is, where is the fruit of what that qualifies you? Everyone wants to give you advice. They think because they have an opinion about something, then that's what, they're just smart. But if you don't have an actual factual experience that brings you, that gives you, that qualifies you to give that advice, sit yourself down. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Okay. Okay. Then, for, so I want to tell you this principle from an organization perspective. Now, um, I coined these two terms. I don't know if it's the proper term or not, but from an organization perspective, as it relates to placement, there, there's different. If you work in the human services field, I can only come from my experience, but it may apply to other like fields, right? So, there's different ways in which um, you may show up within your organization. When you're working on a human services field, you may have a background of certain things. There may be some things that you have to do that may necessarily be related to your degree. Um, so when you're in an organization, you have crisis mode and you have a, what is called strategic, what I call strategic in, in, intentional growth mode, okay? So it's crisis mode and it's strategic intentional growth mode that's based upon long-term growth, growth, a vision, uh, um, um, um plan where you see your organization going and properly placing people based upon the skill, talent, their ability, their licensure, and all these things, you place them there. Now, when you're working in human services field, you may be asked to cover crisis events. For example, when I used to work at a, um, a behavioral health clinic, right, this is years ago, we would have like, when natural disasters to come, we would get emails and text messages that we had to hurry up and jump in where we were needed, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. So example, uh, I think the last one was we had a, some kind of a hurricane or flood, in the area and all clinicians on deck. Now, mind you, I had a master's degree. I learned treatment, diagnosis, assessments, group therapy, all those things. In, in crisis, um, I may have to deal with someone suicidal, but for the most part, in this particular crisis, this is why the mental health crisis this is like a natural disaster crisis. So we're handing out blankets, volunteering, building stuff, making sure people are okay. Now, I, don't, I have a master's degree and none of that is, is it related to my master's degree? But again, I'm in crisis mode. So in crisis mode, whoever, wherever you are, 
everybody all hands on deck it's a crisis it's a natural emergency natural disaster everybody go and do what was needed okay that's a crisis mode that happens in the organizations again particularly human service organizations where you just got to go and get in right absolutely nothing wrong with that you respond to emergencies last minute situations that's fine you cannot have a crisis mentality okay mentality here and say i'm going to build a organization long term okay because if let's say for example if uh, i'm going to use an example i'm 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 passionate about therapy and counseling and treatment all those things if i'm only handing out blankets and 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 uh and whatever you have to do building stuff and making sure people are safe and okay i didn't sign up for that i signed up to be a therapist so i can't I'm not going to stay in an organization for a long term. I'm not talking about short term, like you know, a couple of weeks, maybe or something to handle the crisis. I'm not staying in an organization for years with my talent, my skill, or my ability that I've been trained and uh, to do. Uh, well, that's not being used. Does that make sense? So you cannot grow a long term uh, company with this crisis short term mentality. Okay, you just it just doesn't work that way. You still have to ha have people have to be trained to do crisis type of stuff, and this is what is expected of. That's fine. But I can't say I'm going to build a company 10 years from now that's a million dollar company or a, you know, whatever it is that human services field or whatever that ministry is. I can't build on this kind of crisis mode. And what we're seeing is that because we've been in this pandemic 2020, a lot of organizations, human service organizations, ministries, organizational things have been in crisis mode and they're, they're having a hard time adjusting to, okay, things are still not, not necessarily over, but we, we got to figure something else out because we can't stay in this crisis, crisis, crisis mode. Okay, but the strategic mode is that's what we're talking about. And that is for long term growth. Okay, so therapist, clinician, these are your skills. You know how to assess, you know how to diagnose. This is what your skill, these are your audience. Uh, let's properly place you in a place where you can grow, be mentored, and sustain because you're going to contribute to the overall growth of the organization. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So the one is the crisis mode, which we, which we need, but we can't build long term success on that. But we still have to be strategic about as far as our long-term goals. And as far as that's concerned, that's why we have to have people properly placed. You cannot have a, an organization where you're trying to go with long-term success and you just got people just, you know, get in where you fit in. Okay, what you want to do, what you want to do, what you would, okay. You don't have no skill. You don't have any ability. You don't have any training. Uh, and here you go. Are, they, are you willing to be developed? Are you willing to be trained? Are you willing to be taught? Are you teachable? These are all questions that we uh, need to ask. Now, I hope that I broke that down uh, correctly. And then there's individual place. This is about the individual self, okay? So who has close proximity to your heart? I get excited. <laughs> I get excited and I'll be like talking super fast. I'm, I gotta work on it. I'm gonna work on it, but I'm so excited. <laughs> so who has close proximity to your heart? And again, so I wrote that book. I won't put that posted up because the whole book is really not about um, that. But um, the closer proximity to your heart, the less people are. So who are your, again, who are your people that are in your heart? Who are the people that are on that outer circle? Who are the people that on the outer, outer circle? Um, I deal with people who are in pain all day long, right? As a therapist, this is what I do. I cannot bring my clients, no matter how much I care about them, and they I'm assigned to help them, okay, in some way. I can't bring them into my level of vulnerability into my heart because that is an inappropriate, um, that is an inappropriate relationship. You understand? 
we there's no equality in that. I'm here to help you. You're not here to contribute or help me. All right. So we have to dismantle this idea that if you are a single person, that you need to find somebody that's broken and that's your assignment and you are called to your assignment. No, you have an overall assignment within the body of Christ. Right. And maybe to help broken people, maybe to help people heal. It may be to, you know, deal with emotional wounds, which is kind of part of my assignment. All right. You may have that. And that is your assignment. What God tends to do is he has to connect you with people who have a similar goal, similar assignment, and the assignment is outside of ourselves, and we run this race together. He's not asking you to be Jesus, uh, caretaker, counselor, uh, rescuer for broken people in that, in that aspect. So you can't, you can't bring someone as broken into your inner heart and expect to be successful, okay? Uh, emotional wounds impact growth. They don't help you to grow. They impact your growth. They delay your growth. Okay. So you have to be clear who are the and then your inner people are the people that really you have to determine whether or not they are qualified to be there. These are people that really have to have capacity for your purpose and your assignment. I, you may want to check out this uh, teaching I did last time. I did a teaching on divine connections. Um, I did a teaching called Hitting Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, I did uh, a teaching, this is maybe a few years ago, called uh, about, about conversations, kingdom conversations, what to ask, what to do. So I've done a lot of talk because I'm really, passionate, uh, I'm really uh, passionate about that because I see so many people who don't do, they don't properly place people. There is a thing called relational intelligence, okay? So again, everyone can have access to you. Okay, and you you can't date broken people, my singles. That's 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 why they y'all y'all be calling your therapist. Now my not only myself or your therapist to process through that. Okay, and if that did work, tell me <laughs> it, it just it just it just I mean I can do a whole 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 when I say a few teachers on that I can like break that down. You be like, girl. <sighs> but it does not mean that you don't have an assignment to broken people. It does not mean you don't have an assignment to help people heal. It does not mean that you don't have an assignment in the helps ministry. It just means the, the close proximity by which people access to you may be different. Now, let's talk to Matthew 13. You're going to read that on your own time. Jesus, as you know, he had his disciples, but I believe it was Peter and Matthew 13. I may be mis um, misquoting that as far as what disciple it was, but you know, just go there, look it up, Matthew 13. Uh, one of the disciples had observed that when he, when Jesus was around his disciples, he would speak to them in plain English. However, they noticed when Jesus was around the crowd, he would speak to them in parables. So parables are like stories or soliloquies. Or, uh, or poems or different things that help to illustrate a kingdom a kingdom principle. So when Jesus was in front of crowds, he was attracting masses of people. He would give them these parables. The kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of God is like. And you'll read that throughout the New Testament, okay? And so the disciples said, well, why do you speak to them in parables, but you speak to us plainly? And Jesus' response is because you have been chosen to understand the, the secrets of the kingdom, the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and they have not. 
So there are certain people that are that, and so they had an intimate access to Jesus, where the crowd, where the crowd had a had a uh, external or an outer experience with Jesus. The the proximity indicated relationship. Okay, the pro- the proximity or the closeness indicated relationship, his vulnerability, and his assignment to help to to train them to carry out his mantle. Okay. However, the, pro, the, the, the proximity on the external was to heal, was to bring them into relationship, okay? And it was also to help destroy demonic uh, influences. It was also to help them to understand how the kingdom of God operates, but he couldn't, they couldn't have the same level of access to Jesus because of who was chosen there and who was not. There are some people that are chosen for you and there's some people that are not chosen for you, all right? All right. Oh, and last thing is <laughs> about the get in where you fit in mentality. You read Acts chapter six. Again, read that on your own time. Um, um, there were some discrepancies as far as the distribution of food, food and there were some uh, actual uh, sayings or thought that maybe certain individuals for from a foreign sect were not be, were being discriminated against okay and there was a food program and they were saying we're not being uh we're not our food uh source not being allocated correctly they're discriminating against us okay you read again Acts chapter six the disciples is quoted saying this new living translation says why should we leave our place preaching and teaching to go to deal with uh, the food bank situation, in essence of their, what they're saying. We're not going. He said we're not. We're not going to leave our post to deal with the food dis- distribution program. That's not what we're going to do because we got to teach and preach the word of God. He said again, and they said again, select some wise, some skilled, some men of godly character, and let them do it. You understand what I'm saying? So, so again, that goes to proper placement. I can't be distracted from what I have to do over here to stop to deal with conflict over here. Let me place people, properly place people to be able to handle it so I can stay focused over here. And that's the word, okay? Uh, so 10 questions you must ask. There's gonna be more 10, more than 10, but for the sake of our teaching today and for the sake of our time, I'm only gonna give you, 10 okay so 10 questions you must ask about proper placement you first have to understand what is your assignment what are your goals what are your visions and what are your aspirations okay what is your assignment now Benny Hinn said this in one of his teachings one of my old pastors again Bishop Don Mears from the from Evangel Cathedral in Upper Marlboro Maryland both said this uh, said this probably at different times I just heard them both say it he said if you don't know what your purpose or your assignment is don't get married when you meet people um, and you're going to connect with them in some way, you have to be clear about what your assignment is, what your purpose is. And then you have to ask yourself the question, is this person in line with my purpose? Can they help me to fulfill it? Okay. And the first red flag, if someone's like, oh, no, I'm just here. To, I'm just going, I'm just, you know, you have to be clear about who has capacity. And what happens is the more, God reveals more to you about your vision, what he has called you to, your next phase in life. People drop off, new people come in, but you have to be clear and not dumb yourself down for the sake of other people, right? 
Uh, you cannot sacrifice your assignment for someone who doesn't have capacity and because your kindness or loyalty. So are you clear, again, about proper placement? What are your goals? You know, when you go to a job interview, they want to ask you all these kinds of what's your previous experience? What, what qualifies you? Why should we choose you? You still have to have that mentality almost like in, when you're interviewing or connecting with other people, friends, uh, new people, relationships. What is the qualifying factor that qualifies you to be here and vice versa? Okay, so it can't be, why are you here? Well, you, you know what I'm saying? Don't just, don't be like, what, what, you know, it has to be external. And if you know that you don't have capacity for someone else's assignment, it's okay, let them go and, and vice versa. Okay, but you have to be clear about that. Okay, where are you in fulfilling them? There's some of us, I believe after you're a certain age, you say you've been saved 15 years, you ought to have accomplished something. And again, I'm not talking solely about relations, but I've had folks that try to, who have, let me not go there. Let me, <laughs> I've had folks that try to hype themselves up, right? Try to impress me. And then when I look them up, there's no, you know, you, you all talk. So where are you in fulfilling them? You know, and if you, if you're, if you say I've been saved 15 years, I've been doing this, you know, 20 years and, and, and you got nothing to show for, you know, you do have to be a food inspector. Okay. Don't get caught up in what some people say. We got to be a food inspector. Okay. So what is your resume? What qualifies you? All right. Uh, where are you in your healing journey? You can have someone that's talent, skill, and ability. If they are broken, you cannot, you cannot properly place them in the wrong placement. Okay. My, my clients are not my friends. That's, that's, that's a problem. I don't date my clients. Okay. Uh, where are you in your healing journey? You will, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot do that. I'm, I'm called to help broken people. You, you listen, listen, you'll be wrapped up, tapped up, tied up and somewhere shaking, honey. <laughs> it's somewhere, you'll be somewhere tripping, slipping and dipping. Do not, you are not supposed to do uh, uh, relationships with, with broken people. What's going to happen is they will, nine times out of 10, 99.9% of the time, they're going to, the, the longer you stay there, the less of you you become. Okay. What is your plan or what is the plan for the organization? Okay. Uh, what does the organization value? And then what do you value? Okay. Now, if you, again, are, let's talk about individual, if you uh, value uh, uh, family, friends, and freedom, okay, and the other person values uh, travel, career, and getting the bag, and that's, and that's what their core value is, you know, y'all not going to merge, you're going to have conflict, because we have different core values. And you'd be surprised. I don't like to do a lot of couples counseling. They just be showing up, honey, but I don't like it. I just be like, y'all didn't see this each other. Y'all just, you know, I just be thinking that, but I don't really say that. I don't say, I see this. Y'all ain't see that? Come on there. But you'd be surprised people who do whole relationships from people that they probably shouldn't have never, they, they should have just walked on by because they started being intimate with the, they were being intimate with someone that they shouldn't have been, which, which muddies the water. But that's neither here nor there. Something like the, the core values are, are completely different, you know. Um, what are, are you most skilled at? Or again, what type of skill set do you need within your organization that's going to help it to grow? Remember, we're not doing crisis mode solely, okay? What are your previous patterns, uh, and what has your pain taught you? I gotta say that because that's one of my favorites. From an individual standpoint, 
what are your previous patterns and what has your pain taught you? I'm not going to tell you all my business, <laughs> but uh, when I was meeting with my therapist, she said this to me, and as I did, I, yes, I, as I said, my therapist, okay, I have a therapist, we had a therapist, and I've always been very, very, very driven. I've always been super responsible. I have been responsible for people and two, no, not really two, four people that I should have never take care of grown folk. I mean, I just, I have gotten all the, all the way to live. But when I was talking to her, she said this to me. She said, so you are used to one side of relationship. I was like, huh? 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 Now, yeah, you, you were taught, you were trained. I'm reading my whole rights. <laughs> you were taught and you were trained that how you show up is to take care of people. How you show up is one-sided. You are, you know, you are, you are being that to other people who are not that to you. And I was like, you're right. Cause I've always been very responsible. I've always been consistent. And I've always like, if I, I shouldn't say if I love hard, I love you. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't take it away nothing from me, but, uh, but I had to realize that that was unhealthy. We're not supposed, we're supposed to do relationships that make us better. You make that person better, but you can't be in relationships that is only one side. Well, you're just strong one. You're the strong friend. You're the strong family and everyone just depends upon you. And I, and I said this before, I've been not so much vulnerable. I'm not going to tell you the context, but I was in prayer one time and I said, God, like, why do these people treat me this way? I don't, I don't get it. Like they want me to jump through hoops and, and down across for their sins. I mean, they I, they want me to be baby Jesus. I literally said, but I talk to God, I talk to God like he's like my friend because he is. And I just be talking. I don't always have to get on my knees and, uh, uh, you know, I just, God, what you, that don't make sense. And he said, Samaria, because you've always been very responsible and you've always been very dependable. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. And you've always been very responsible. And so for me, what I had to learn based upon pre my previous pattern and my previous pain is that I have to do things differently as far as who I properly place people in my life. I realized that I cannot show up for my clients who are in pain and then turn around, have to deal with foolery in my personal life. And it just, it just goes all wrong. So I have to choose, but I'm gonna choose the career and the anointing and the assignment that I walk in. And y'all gotta figure this out. I can't do both. I'm not... Oh, uh, I am not without limits. And the next, I know it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So again, what are your previous patterns that you need to break? What do you what do you need to unlearn that's based upon pain? What have you accomplished? Okay. And that if there there needs to be a what is the difference between who are you and who you say you are? And again, for my single people, I've found that particularly talking to God, and I'm not, I'm, I can only speak from a, a, a woman's perspective uh, as it relates to a male, okay? Uh, I, I can't speak to any other, like what a man's perspective is, right? So I've had guys that want to date me or talk to me, right? And what's happened is I would kind of downplay myself, like I'm Samaria and I'm a therapist. I'm not, you know, Samaria, I've written a bunch of books, like I have my private, private practice, I'm just Samaria, like I, because I don't, I don't make nobody feel no kind of way because people get intimidated. Really, even if you don't, even if you're not bringing them like masculine energy, <clears throat> you just being you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have found that sometimes people will become the person that they think they want, that they think you want them to be. Okay, let me say that. People, when they find out that you are successful in your own way, they almost inadvertently try to hype themselves up to be the person they think 
you want them to be versus who they actually really are. And I can discern that really, really quickly. Like, I don't care if you are worldwide success or a school teacher down the street. Just be who you are. Be your authentic self. Don't try to hype yourself up. But if you look at my timeline, I'm on, I, I don't post really deeply personal things. If I share something personal, it's really a testimonial. Um, and I'm still, you know, I'm just a, a private person, okay? Um, but if you see me, I've had guys, they see me talking about therapy and they, they eventually figure out I own my own private practice while I'm posting my book because that's what you're supposed to do on social media. Keep it keep it 100. You just post your stuff. We're not, we're not doing... We're not doing what they do on team too much on this on on these platforms, and they think, oh, she's kind of successful, and then now all of a sudden, the you know now that you hype yourself up, you know a nasty international worldwide apostolic voice of the of the nations, and you you know and you, I had somebody do that, and the, the man he I'm apostle such a quoting scriptures and stuff like that, and the Holy Ghost said he lied. The man was homeless, <laughs> but he 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 wanted me to be impressed by him. So again, I have to say, you have to use the sermon as far as proper placement, but ask yourself these questions and there are other core questions as well. Now, I, when I framed it, I was saying, what do you, or what do you, or what do you, but you can take these questions and ask a person or ask it from an organizational standpoint as well, as far as where your organization is going. Okay. So, uh, and last few tips here, as far as an organization, organizational tool, these are some tools like assessment tools that you may want to also consider using as it relates to proper placement, okay? One of those is one of my clients actually um, uh, actually told me about, and it is called a Gallup Strength Assessment. Again, all you're doing is providing a, and like an assessment tool that kind of can measure where someone may be very strong. And again, that's not a Christian's tool. That's just a basic tool. And million billion dollar companies actually use the Gallup Strength Assessment tool. It also talks about how a person, like a person's organizational um, leadership style, also how they give and receive information. It's really, 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 really good. Another one is for my spiritual leaders, you can use just a basic spiritual gift survey to properly, to just determine some proper placement. And there's another one called the Meyer Briggs survey. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, I think hundreds, I don't know if they're really hundreds, but uh, the Myers Briggs, so there's different, so many type of assessment tools that kind of can give you a gauge. Um, for those who are therapists, we do also, in some cases, for some people, you can measure your progress of your client. You can do a PTS measurement scale. You can do a GAD, is GAD measurement scale. You can do a PHQ. Uh, you can do a depression measurement scale. You can do uh, I don't, all kinds of measurements tools to measure the progress of your particular clients and, uh, and your, your therapy clients and whether they're getting better or not. Um, I don't do a whole lot of them just because we can tell based upon our measurement goals whether or not you've got better and things of that nature, but it's still a good tool to assess for. Um, as a warning, and this is just human behavior as a warning from an organizational standpoint, oftentimes when people know that they're, be people almost, it's like their brain clicks over when they think they're being tested. It's almost like even they're not being tested, we're just assessing for where you may be properly placed at. Um, <laughs> they tend to answer questions, not necessarily fully based upon true uh, transparency and authenticity. They may answer questions based upon whether or not what you think they need what you think they should answer not necessarily based upon what they think okay um so any type of personality questions uh and things of that nature where you're assessing for that you may just want to also not allow like an actual physical assessment or measurement tool be the only thing that people use for proper placement i'm only giving you some examples just as a good starting place remember people evolve people grow people change 
um, what they like, what they don't like, how they give and receive information, and all, that all changes within time and growth. And so you don't want someone to have stuck at this is where you should be, this is where you should be placed in, and that, and that's not the person that they are. Okay, so anytime we do those type of assessments, they are fallible at some point, but they still are really really good tools to proper placement. Okay. Okay, I think we're almost done. <laughs> um, and again, for our individual selves, um, you grow, you change, you evolve. You're not the same person that you were when you're 20. I am in my 40s. I'm not the same person I was when I was in my 20s. And I'm definitely not the same person I was when I was 15 or 16 or in my teens. I'm definitely not the same person that I was uh, in my 30s. I'm not the same person I was pre-pandemic. I've grown in leaps and leaps and leaps and bounds. And so we have to take an internal assessment of ourselves. What have I learned about me? And then who are the people that I need to be properly placed with now based upon this me versus the old me? The old me will put up with certain things from certain people. And I'm not even mad. I'm just like, that's not me anymore. Like, I'm not 15-year-old Samaria that can take it. I'm not 30-year-old Samaria that's going to take responsibility for people. So I have to have this internal conversation. And all of us do from an internal perspective is, who are the people that I need in my life now? And you do need people, okay? Who are these people? What they? What should they look like? It's not like physically look like, but what, what does it look like emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Uh, who these people are? What do you desire? God says, and I think it's Psalm 37, he will give you the desires of your heart. So who? what is, what is the proper place for the people in my life look like now remember people are not always going to uh follow your own script okay however you should have some skills you should have some standards you should have some measurement tools that indicate what you are looking for and your friends again new friends new family that god is going to connect you to and again uh maybe a spouse or something like that all right so this has been pretty cool you can check me out www.drsamaricobra.com that's the name of my website uh drsamaricobra.com uh also my um my uh, counseling website, excuse me, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. Make sure you download a copy of my free ebook called The Accuser. I, you'll, it will bless your life and make sure you leave a, a review. Now, if you got a negative one, don't say nothing. But if you got a positive one, go ahead and leave it. <laughs> we'll be back in a day, another time, another banger. Bye. <laughs>